You are now tuned in to The Gifted Gab. We here, bro. We here. We here. We good. You know what I'm saying? It's winter time. I get it. Chapstick is necessary. It's essential, bro. Chapstick lotion. The essentials, man. What else? Yeah, 100%. 100%. I mean, mm. it's been a cold winter. Black Futures Month. Black Futures Month. You know what I'm saying? We're here. Here is We could have made this a Black History special. Yeah. But uh, Black History Month is every day for us. So, you know, we As don't need should to. Be. As it should be. This is a month about putting the spotlight on us, though. You know, giving respect where it's deserved. Um, and I think uh, a lot of times with Black History Month, the thing that I hate is, like, a lot of times the media tends to focus on the negative aspects of Black History Month. Like, they'll show us in movies where we're traumatized, we're, we're slaves. Like, there's, it's always a lot of negative things. Black trauma. Black trauma. It's, it's easy to capitalize on, right? But I think this month's a little different. It feels different. Mm-hmm. We're seeing the spotlight on more positive things, you know. So, I'm just tired of hearing about MLK, Malcolm X, uh, Rosa Parks. I'm tired. I'm tired here. I'm yeah, tired. it's every yeah, year. It's okay. Yeah. For 28 years, I've been hearing about the same three black people. How many quotes are we gonna see? I'm tired. Let's 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 there's other characters. There's other people that have been done some great things, you know. And why I always look in hindsight. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about how many great, like, black, you know, activists, entrepreneurs, inventors, you know, like, that are right now, Mm -hmm. right now, that Mm -hmm. are doing extraordinary shit, but we don't give them enough credit. Yeah, credit. And and you lose, like, right now in in the moment, you know? So that's why I'm kind of like, especially at the collective, we be doing black history all the time. You know, and I see what you guys are doing. I love it. Yeah, I love it, man. Shout so out to everyone involved with that, bro. I appreciate it, but like, that's why I'm like, okay, for February, it's like, let's switch it up. Yeah, Black Futures Month. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Let's let's talk. Let's let's content creators that are doing dope shit. You know, black businesses that are doing dope things. You know, there's athletes that use their platform. You know, to pr- to promote positivity. You know, there's so much other. You know, we don't have to focus on the same five characters. It's okay, yeah. I feel like they just had a monopoly on Black History Month for years. And it's not it's not to say that it's a bad thing because they do deserve their respect, 100%. They're, you know, major catalysts to why we are or to where we are today, right? They played a big part in that, but it's like... And it's an American work? context. It's an American context, too. It's an American context that solely focuses on the negative aspects of, of black history. I think it's one thing to acknowledge the history, but we also have to celebrate, like, things that are happening right now, mm-hmm. you know? And I think a big part of it, too, is seeing, as a, as a young black kid or as a young ethnic kid, seeing those things, uh, it's, it's, you're seeing trauma, right? You're seeing black people painted in a negative light, you know? Um, a lot of times, as a kid growing up, you see yourself as, as a hooper, mm-hmm. as someone that's, you know, a drug dealer or a rapper, Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The representation is not really there for any other avenues. So now now that we're talking about shining a light on on creatives and figures in the community, I think that's important for these young kids, you know? To finally see themselves as like, yeah, I can I can do this. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. That's a very interesting point because, you know, far too many times, like that thing you said about, like, the representation... Which is, I feel like, whenever we talk on the gifted gab, it comes, it always comes back down to representation, and there's something about seeing yourself, right? <laughs> seeing yourself, yeah. and you turn on the TV, you know, and that's actually been like a lot of the work at the collective is like for black people to see themselves mm-hmm. in a different context because Iranian consciousness has completely erased yeah. black people from the narrative, right? And the whole point of that is, like, okay, let's showcase black people, because they've been here, yeah, yeah, in 
this lens that people think doesn't exist. You know what I'm saying? Won't, I won't lie. Before you even mentioned the collective to me, I didn't know that black Iranians existed. Nigga, I'm standing. This is, in front this of, is, I'm here in front of you. I'm standing not, right here not, in front of not, you. Not, <laughs> not in the like, not in the context of like, and and how vast you guys are. Like, you guys are everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying it's not just one pocket here. You guys are you guys are everywhere, and I think it's important to shed a light on that. I remember that. Remember that one comedy show we went to, bro. In uh, Edmonton, bro, what's the, what's the uh, comedian's name? Uh, Maximini. Maximini, right? Yeah. You pull it up, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm Iranian. Everyone else is looking around, you're like, please stop this. You speak Farsi? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. You have full up conversations mm. with these guys, and these guys are like, oh shit, like this is actually a thing. Mm. That and that's the things that it's good that you're there in that space and occupying and letting them know that it's a thing, but it should never have to come to that. You should, should already know about that. it. Yeah, you should already know about exactly. it. Exactly. Anytime I go back home. I go back to like my mother's town. Yeah, there's black people everywhere. That's crazy. And, and people don't realize like people don't really travel in Iran mm. to know that there's black people everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like people yeah. in Iran don't like. It's not like like you fly to Edmonton or you go to Vancouver, you go to Cal. People in Iran don't really do that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like so you stay where you're at, kind yeah, of. Thing. You, yeah, you have your pocket. So if you never actually travel to like the south of Iran. You'll never really know that, like, yo, this, bro. This, that's like imagine being in, imagine being in Toronto your whole life, bro. Like, it's like being in one place your whole life. I think that's so judgmental. I judgmental. Think I think it's terrible. You're boxed in. You're done. You're done. You're you, cooked, and you don't even know you're cooked. You don't. It's like the world is so much bigger mm. than the four corners that you're used to seeing every day. I mean, we're used to seeing these corners a lot, but hey, we are used to seeing them. Yeah, we're, like, we're used to seeing them, and that's yeah. okay. But I find that, I've found that, in my experience, the people who are the most humble, understanding, critical, are people who have been able to have the opportunity to leave their immediate surroundings. Think about how many people you know that live in Toronto that have never left Toronto, or even left left the neighborhood. It's sad, yeah. You know? and I understand why people are like a traveling is such a uh, it's such a, it's like, a blessing it's yeah it's a blessing because you, when you go mm-hmm. somewhere to another country and you see how people live it's different than what you think living is yeah right it challenges your, your 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 idea of what you think life should be like yeah and, and not only that too it it shifts your perspective on appreciation Oof. And gratefulness. Oof. You know, you go to these other countries. Like, whenever I go back to Jamaica, I, I kind of just have this newfound appreciation and then realize that what I'm experiencing right now is nothing. It's nothing, bro, compared to what these. And I hate, don't get me wrong, I hate to compare like circumstances and, and conditions and trauma because everyone has their conditions that they got to deal with. Everyone has issues, mm-hmm. right? But I think the benefit of traveling is. is developing that appreciation for your own self i think also another thing is you become empathetic mm-hmm. right that's a big part of it too when you when you're stuck inside your own box your own world your own city you kind of you tend to lose those 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 traits of, mm-hmm. of empathy of feeling for another person understanding where they're coming from um but traveling like you you're seeing you're seeing these guys you see everything you have conversations with these yeah. guys. i had a conversation with one of my homies bro earlier about this and he's like that's one of the like the best things about traveling is because it's literally like you know how we do this podcast thing you're bringing on different guests different parts of the world different perspectives in a sense that's that's traveling Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's traveling in a sense you're traveling vicariously through the guests across from you exactly you know what i'm saying you get to sit there you chop it up with them they tell you the stories they tell you all this stuff and that opens up your understanding because you have someone across from you saying yo this is my experience this is what i've seen this is And you're like, oh, that's powerful. I never knew that went down, or I didn't know that, or I didn't know this. You're learning. The whole point of what we're doing is that we're constantly learning. Constantly learning, constantly constantly expanding, bro. I think you do yourself a disservice when you don't, when you're not curious. I think it all comes down to curiosity, bro. When you lose that curiosity, you're toast. That's with with anything. You lose that curiosity. What else? Because I think curiosity is like the foundation to improving, bro. Without curiosity, you you don't have the the eagerness to explore, to improve. You feel like you've already reached the pinnacle, mm-hmm. or you're just lazy, one or the other. Mm-hmm. I think without that, man, and that's what we've been doing here. At the, yeah, bro, we're curious. Oh, what what new tech can we get? 
How yeah. can we shoot this better? Bro, we spent like the last... We're supposed to shoot this episode an hour ago. I, I, know, I know. You know? I know? But we were curious about ways to make this better. Mm-hmm. And I think that's all it comes down to, bro. It's that process of like <laughs> constantly trying to <laughs> do better. You know what I'm saying? Yo, like, remember the days we'd go into an episode, bro, and it takes like four takes to get one, <gasps> one episode? Do not remind me. I got PTSD from it, bro. Yeah, well, absolutely. I think so. And like, the beautiful thing is, I remember when we first started the podcast, we had we're doing research about, you know, what tips and tricks and things to think about. And I remember one crucial point that I mentioned, and it said most podcasts fail before seven. People stop recording after seven episodes. Like that's the number that people, yeah, never really reach seven episodes. And we started out, and we're like, the the goal at first was so simple. It's like let's just get to seven. Yeah, and you you I won't lie to you, bro. You made that very hard. Me, <laughs> bro. I'm gonna I'm not even gonna lie, Matthew. You don't even know this, bro. There's <laughs> one time, bro. I was supposed to be at this. We're supposed to shoot at like I think it was like nine a.m. And it was just a strictly audio episode. This is back in the city. And I don't even remember this. He's like, yo, we'll be there for 9 a.m. I'll be there. I'll make sure. I'm like, okay, good. I'll meet you there. I get there for 9 a.m. I'm there for maybe an hour, hour and a half. I'm like, yo, where is this guy? I'm calling him, ringing him down like a like a disturbed ex. You feel me? That wants her fucking bag back. And I'm, I'm ringing this guy. I'm like, yo, where are you dealing with, bro? We have a podcast to run. <laughs> no answer. I'm like, all right, I gotta go home. Mind you, I'm living in Saga these times. Bro. Oh, I remember this. Where, where did we shoot it? it? Was like, was it downtown or no? It was like West. We're, uh, we're like, at Palmerston. Was it Palmerston? Palmerston. Okay, and yeah, because yeah, in the annex. Yeah, yeah, annex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mind you, yo, this is like a good like 35 to get to me to get to there yeah, from I Saga that. where I'm at. That's something. Heated. That's he- yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, something. <laughs> yo, I remember that. My nigga, we went back the way I wanted to rock your jaw <laughs> to that shit, I promise you, bro. I'm like, there's no way. I remember that. That was episode four. There's no way. Four or five. We didn't even get, I think it was maybe like three or four, bro. But I remember we were in the booth, and after I got home, I was like, okay, I'm going to knock out. This guy's not serious. I get a call at like around 9.30. Say, hey, yo, you still there? I'm like, nah, bro, I'm home. What are you dealing with, bro? I'm out of here. He's like, my bad, bro. It's me, me there right now. I'm like, yeah, I'm like <laughs> yo, at that point, I'm like... I was I was seriously judging like is this even worth it, bro? And that you was know, like episode four, bro. That was episode four. That was early on, but fast forward what two years? Two years in the mm-hmm. making, we're here now. So it's, those are the type of like hurdles we had to. <laughs> Dangerous hurdles. There's a lot more, but uh, the, the the thing was the goal was just to get to seven. Yeah, and when we got to ten, we're like, well, shit. Now we got to do video. Yeah, now nah, there's no choice. We got to do video. YouTube. You know what I'm saying? And that's when, you know, if you look at our episodes, it starts at number 10 mm-hmm. for video. Audio starts at number one, but, like, that's where we, like, because we were able to get to seven, we were able to somewhat figure out a formula that works. It wasn't refined, but for seven episodes, we were like, okay. Because mm-hmm. we were still experimenting. We went from, like, three different studios. We were renting. Yeah. We went to a library. We went to freaking M-Tech. We went to all these different places. We went places. to our university. Like, yeah, like, we there's so many things, places. Yeah. And then we finally were, like, yeah, okay, we're catching a stride. You want to know the beauty in that, too? There's value in making mistakes and learning from it. Because yeah. I think a lot of times you we, we, we tend to, like, look at other people and find out, okay, what can we do here? What can I learn from that? And that's good. Mm-hmm. But I think... Sometimes what they go through and their lessons doesn't always apply to us. Absolutely. You know, there's not it's not a one size fits all formula. And I mm-hmm. think that's important. That's something that we did is is making the mistakes, learning from it, and just applying it to ourselves. We didn't look to, we didn't look to the next podcast and figure out okay, what can we do better here? It's, it's and I think that's some of the, the the best. I think that's the best way to learn, bro. It's just f- fucking up. Just do it. And just making your own mistakes. Just doing it. You know. Put yourself in a position where. You're actively trying to get better, right? You make mistakes. You have to force yourself to learn from the mistakes. And, you know, as you keep doing that, it's the repetitions, you know? After you've done five, it's not going to be the same as the first one. Mm. When you get to 10, it's not going to be the same as the fifth one. When you get to 20, it's not going to be the same as the tenth one. You get to fifty, it's not gonna be like you it just shouldn't. keep going. You it shouldn't be going. the same. It's not. It shouldn't it's a be problem. the same. If it's a problem, if it is the same, it's, if it's the same, it's, there's, there's something wrong. You're cooked. There's something wrong. But 
you know, you just constantly just keep pushing a little bit more. Okay, and then you, you catch up. You say, okay, I learned this, this, this. Okay, now the thing that used to take me 10 minutes takes me 7 minutes. Yeah. Now the thing that takes me 30 minutes takes me 15 minutes. You know, that's how... And you start to just <clears throat> concoct this new formula as you're going. And then by the time you're like, yo, now it's, now I feel like we're at the point where it's just... Now it's effortless. It's seem, bro, it's seamless, it's man. Effortless it's seamless. You know, you just keep going. Now yeah. you just keep going. Now we found a stride. And now it's the goal. You put the set the goal post. This is what you're trying to achieve. This is what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And the beauty about this thing is we never... There was no pressure. There wasn't to be successful, because that's not that's not the that's not the reason we're doing this for too. I think when you set a measure to be successful in anything, I think it takes away from the creativity. Mm-hmm. I think it takes away from the overall product. You kind of feel like okay, no matter what I do, this has got to hit regardless. And I think that that's what stops a lot of creators from putting their work out there is because they're fearing maybe the judgment, they're fearing maybe not work. Margin of error. You have you to. You got to give yourself. Room to fail Bro um, Some of the best Like some of this best artwork bro Some of the best photos Best productions A lot of times When you're a creator You never feel like What you're gonna put out Is a 100% complete The market decides Exactly There's gotta be a point Where you realize Okay This might not be good enough It's my best work But I know I could do A little bit better But for right now Let me me put it out there See how it happens Mm -hmm. I think that's all We have to do bro Just, Just let it out there 100%. 100%. Just put it out there. You know and what I mean? We're at that point now, bro. Like, I'm like, for this, for us, you know, it's a tool. You know, yeah. we both have these separate endeavors that we do. And we bring those separate brands to the Gifted Gab. Right? And that's why <coughs> it just works the way it works. Is because, you know, these we're two separate individuals. And we were talking about this yesterday. I mean, we'll get into this, but... We're two separate people doing two separate things. We come together, we bring it together, mm-hmm. and have a normal conversation, right? We don't identify by the thing we do. <coughs> like we're not podcasters. No. no, we're not content creators. We're not actors. We're not actors. You know, we're not hoopers. You know, you know, we're not students. We're not students. Yeah, we're all those things, but we're none of those things. Exactly. We, we, the the idea that we are not attached to any of the things we do, like we still maintain. Our individuality is what makes your programming so much more, you know. Because I was looking at a lot of I, there's a million podcasts out there, bro. There's a <laughs> bro, million, there's and there's a, a million, million more podcasts. being probably be made next week. Yeah, and they are all so niche. They are so like there's mm. a podcast about freaking fixing laptops or mm. sewing or. Crime investigative, whatever, all that shit. There's very, very particular niches. And when we're doing this shit, I'm reading online, I'm reading the tips, and I'm like, you know, it says, like, it's good to be niche. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, bro, I don't, I'm not an expert in anything. I'm not. (laughs) Yeah. It's just the reality reality of it. I'm I'm not an expert in anything like that. Mm -hmm. You're not an expert in anything like that. Mm -hmm. We just like to do a bunch of different shit. So why would we sit here and pretend to be experts in something yeah and like that we're not hone like you know what i'm saying yeah. i don't believe in pigeonholing myself yeah man i said this before i don't think as humans we're supposed to be doing one thing our entire life no we're not. and we said this like i think that's a lot of the, the majority of the reason why people might be depressed or, or suffering from not knowing what they want to do is because they haven't went out and tried different things they haven't said you know what i'm i'm not liking what i'm doing now let me experiment here or experiment there uh i think maybe a reason might be stability of it or the fear of being judged. I think those are big issues. Um, and there's, on, there's honestly this this notion that when you when you try different things, you automatically associate your that's your identity. Mm-hmm. You know, you go out. If I go out and started playing tennis four days a week, people would think I'm a tennis player, and I'm trying to be you know the next Nadal. Mm-hmm. Bro, I'm just playing it because I want to do it. It's, it's cool. Wanna to fuck, me. I just want to do it. I, I just want to play around with it. I want to know that. If this doesn't work, at least I tried it. If it does work, then it does work. But how would you know without even trying? I think a lot of times people just don't want to try shit. Mm-hmm. And that's why I actually get kind of, I get I get upset with my mom. Yeah. Because whenever she brags about me to people, she's like, oh, my son's a model. My son's an actor. My son's, I say, oh, mom, I'm not any of those things. Mm. I just like to do things. I enjoy doing different things. 
That's it. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? And like, I think where we're at right now, I think a lot of our misery as individuals comes from thinking that if we do a thing, we automatically have to be identified with that. And we have to do it for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Right? We're locked in and we signed a max contract. Yeah. That's not the case. Like, we don't give ourselves enough room to experiment (coughs) and mess around with something Mm. and say, okay, you know what? I tried playing the saxophone. I didn't like it. You know what's tough, though? I No, I see what you're saying, but what if some people just don't have the option to do that? You know, what if they are pigeonholed that maybe economically or they have circumstances that just don't allow them to explore? Because that's the thing, too, right? I have this conversation. I've had this, this argument, and maybe this is ignorant to say, but if you don't... Oh, let me stop you there. Anytime someone starts a sentence with... <laughs> But maybe this is ignorant to say is some ignorant shit, but because I I I know how like economic circumstances can pigeonhole you into something, yeah. and you get caught in this vicious cycle of just surviving. But that's so that's the cycle, you know what I'm saying? It's like how do you break that cycle? There's do a you, lot of ways. Yeah, there, you have to like if you're stuck in a cycle for economic reasons. And you have to just do this, this, and this to survive. Then you're pigeonholed into doing that. But the thing is, when you're stuck in that cycle, you're not even worried about happiness, bro. You're worried about survival. You're worried about where your next meal is going to come from. So that's not even on the front of their mind. It's not. Right? It's not. But it's a cycle. Yeah. So eventually, the only way to break out of that cycle is to break out of it. Which is easier said than done. But it's like, if you don't... And I think it has to get to the point where a person becomes fed up. Yeah, with what with they do. Yeah. You have to you literally be sick. fed up with the cycle, with the, with, with, with the same day over and over again. And, like, maybe you've been doing it and you have to do it. For, and you've been doing it for seven years. Yeah. But you realize, like, oh, I can't keep doing this because it's not taking me anywhere. Yeah. So you have to literally be f- so fed up that you're willing to do something so drastic to change take a risk to bet on yourself that's what i'm saying like, yeah it comes down to that I th- yeah i think bro i think we've been saying it's just it's the comfort maybe sometimes people can get comfortable with where they are and it's not it's not to say that's a bad thing you know sometimes being comfortable where you're at is an appreciation mm-hmm. for where you're at you know appreciation goes a long way 100%. it's good but i think when it gets to a point where you're comfortable almost too comfortable that's where it becomes an issue. There's a, comfort's a fine line. Very it's an extremely fine line. Right? You lean too much on one side, it could be detrimental. You lean too much on the other side, it could be detrimental. But There's yeah. the zone and there's a the comfort zone. Two different places. Your mm. zone is like you're this perfect little window mm-hmm. where like you're not challenging yourself too much, <coughs> but you're not bored. You're not bored, yeah. You know, the thing you're doing is not too easy. Mm-hmm. Are you still buying your carpets from the same place you buy your fruits? Are you still buying your carpets from the same place you buy your underwear? Shame on you. Treat your own with some respect. Come shop with me at Kashan Persian Rugs. What's that you said? You can't afford one. <laughs> Nonsense. You can come in store right now and walk out with the rug with our new buy now, pay later program. That's right. Buy now, pay later. Come shop with us at Kashan Persian Rugs.
yesterday, man. This guy is deadly with Hoo-wee. that, bro. Nah, but you know, I feel like it comes to a point where you have to be fed up. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be fed up, and I, it's the same for relationships. It's the same for your workplace. It's the same for everything in life. Like, you just keep going through the motions unless you're just like, yo, I'm tired of this. Mm-hmm. And then when you're tired of it. You break the cycle, and that breaking that cycle will be something so drastic mm-hmm. that isn't really rational. Because I don't think that success or happiness comes from rationale. No, I don't think no. that there is a metric to measure how like sound this idea is. Bro, some of the greatest inventions in this world were irrational, were unrealistic. Yeah. Who would have thought you could transfer three hundred people in a in a box across the sky, ten thousand feet up in the air? You know what I mean? Like that's that idea, a hundred fifty fifty to hundred years ago was mm-hmm. insane. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? These things, I I think you have to be rational. I we talked about this too. You can't be. There's no such thing as balance when you're trying to achieve goals. There's bro. none. There's no balance. And I, I used to have this idea where like you need balance because. It's the only way you can can progress, you know, balance, yin-yang, that type of thing. But when you're really dialed in and want something, you're going to put all your eggs in that basket. Mm -hmm. If that basket falls, the eggs crush, all right, it is what it is. But you knew that at the end of the day, you gave that your all. Mm -hmm. There was never, okay, I'll I'll give that 25%. I'll give my social like 30. I'll give, you know, my my health 20. You know, there's none of that. It's literally like, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to do it this way. Mm-hmm. There's no balance. And I, I, it took me a while to really come to that conclusion. I won't, I won't even lie to you, bro. And I'm at a point now where it's, I don't have balance. <laughs> I'll be real with you. I don't have any, any type of like, it's, it's tough. It's very tough because I find sometimes I like, I, I'm spiraling out of control, but at the end of the day, for me, I'm loving the results that are coming out of it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, it's, it's toxic. It, but it, it's, we were saying it's yesterday yeah. Hustle culture it's, it's It's toxic But it's I think it's necessary toxicity Bro mm. You know Some of the The best in the business Of what they do Are toxic Workaholics Yeah I, I don't know man I don't I don't really agree with uh, The um, The <sighs> Right now We've seen like A lot of people Say that you know Hustle culture Is very toxic and there's a lot of negativity around a lot of things. There's a lot of things that we're seeing that we looked at that were really conventional, like working 40 hours a week, mm-hmm. you know. And, I, and like, people will sit there and say, yo, you shouldn't work a 9 to 5. As, okay, cool, whatever. But if you like what you're doing, work 90 hours a week. It's, you know, yes. it, it doesn't feel like work if you like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, working a 90-hour week to someone that does 40 hours a week at a job they don't like yeah might sound like no like that's that's insane it's actually not you know like i don't and i don't think people realize that like hustle culture is only hustle culture if you don't like what you're doing yeah yeah i think no i agree on that completely mm-hmm. i think another thing with hustle culture too is that the the goalpost often moves a lot and you know what i mean by that is oftentimes like for example i'll say like sleeping patterns mm-hmm. Hustle culture deems you as lazy if you go to bed past 10 p.m. and wake up at whatever, 12. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't believe in but that. But why is that lazy, but the guy that goes to bed at 8 p.m. and wakes up at 5 isn't? Right? This is a guy that's going to bed extremely, extremely early. You're still getting the same amount of sleep. The guy that goes to bed at 12 a.m. wakes up at whatever, 10 to, or to 8. He's still getting those hours of productive work in the nighttime. Society loves to look at that that early riser and the 8 p.m. sleeper as like the more productive working guy, mm-hmm. you know. And I never understood that because at the end of the day, they're still getting the same workload. Well, it doesn't matter how what time you go to bed at. It doesn't matter what time you wake up at. It's None weird, of that shit bro. matters. All that matters is when you're awake. What do you do? That's it's, it's really that simple. Literally, what do you do when you wake? When you're awake. When you're conscious and you're able to chew, make decisions and all that shit, what do you do? That's the only thing that matters. It doesn't matter if you wake up at fucking noon. It doesn't matter. If you wake up at noon and you go for 12 hours and you 
work on whatever it is that you need to work on. You get everything done. Bro, I see. I, I lived in that environment, bro. Mm-hmm. My bro was exactly like that. You know, society would look at this guy like, yo, he's lazy, but he's clocked in from afternoon till late, late nights, that's, clocking in hours. That's why he's M works. You feel me? Like, but that's that's not even just him. That's I feel like a lot of creators are like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not stuck to this rigid. Oh, I'm gonna I'm knock out at 7 p.m. Wake up at four. It's stupid. It's more that. Sometimes the thing you're working on demands that you have to stay up till five. Mm. And that's what I was saying before. Not everyone's formula is the same. Yeah. It's about learning from what you went through and say, okay, I can I can adjust this here. But mm. I was saying yeah. this to my brother actually, because we were talking about just like entrepreneurship and the store and stuff like that. And I told him that listen, just because your store closes at nine p.m. Doesn't mean your job is finished. You know? It doesn't mean that you go home and your work isn't on your mind. Maybe it's good to, you know, to have that delineation between work and home. I understand that. But sometimes you shut the lights off and close the door. There's some shit that you were supposed to get done to you that you didn't get done. Mm-hmm. You know? And I know the whole self-care thing. And, like, yeah, I get that. I understand <laughs> yeah, that. And I'm a, all for funny, it. It's, yeah, I'm all for I'm it, I'm all too. for yeah. it. But we'll at the end of that. the day... When you're in a world where your actions have consequences for the things that you're embarking on, shit needs to get done. There's n- you can't just say, I'll do this tomorrow. It's non-negotiable. When you, you can't do that. It's yeah. non-negotiable. And that's why I told my bro, I'm like, you know, for me, there's a lot of things in my day that are non-negotiables, <coughs> that they need to get done. You know, no matter what. And if I have to stay extra, if I have to stay at my office until midnight to get it done, then it needs that's what needs to get done, you know? And, like, someone will look at me like, no, that's toxic. Like, that's hustle culture. It's, it's, it's not. It's, it's called accountability and responsibility. Yeah, job's not finished. Job's not... F- <sighs> job's not finished. You know? Yeah. Is the job finished? Is the job finished? Yeah. Job's not finished. You know, so like when it came to like creating and stuff, I said, okay, well, this is the best way to like do what you want to do and have complete control over how it's done, when you do it, and all that shit. Like, I think the the one thing my pops instilled in me and said, you want to be successful in whatever it is you do, you need one thing. It's not drive. It's not focus. It's not money. It's not vision. It's flexibility. Are you flexible? If you need to stay an extra four hours to get a job done, do you have that flexibility to do that? Mm-hmm. You know, if you need to take time off to go and do another job, do you have the flexibility to do that? Yeah. If you have to go tomorrow and you get a job tomorrow, and they say, hey, we need you for this and you need to be here this time. Do you have the flexibility to hop on the plane and go to that place to get that job done? Yeah. That's the most important thing in business and like in entrepreneurship because you think about the pandemic and what it showed and we talked about it before. A lot of businesses that were on the fringe failed or got bailed out or whatever. When you're on the fringe, you don't have any flexibility. Not you're you're cooked. You're not. You're done. Exactly. But if you have some money saved if you have income over here, if you have this, this, this in place, you know, if you have tasks delegated, those things that you implement into whatever it is that you do give you flexibility. Yeah. I Even think in your relationship. I was going to say that, yeah. Flexibility. I think flexibility is the, is the key to anything, bro. Flexibility. Relationships, your friendships, work. Yeah. You want to be in environments and with people that are flexible, not only for you, but for themselves too. I think without flexibility... You feel kind of cornered. You feel restricted. Mm-hmm. You know, lagged down by weight because you can't do things that you always want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's also it's like, it's like survival of the fittest, bro. It is survival of the fittest. And also, one thing about flexibility that correlates with it is living below your means. When you live below your means, you're flexible. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you have a very high expense life. Yeah. You know, if your expenses are eight grand a month and you need eight grand a month to cover that, you know what I'm saying? And something happens and your income is cut in half, you know, you've killed your flexibility because 
you can't cover this eight grand in expenses. Yeah, living below your means is tough, though, bro. I'll be honest. It's, it's tough because a lot of times people have the tendency when they get pay raises, they all their other expenses increase, too. Mm-hmm. I think it, ter- it takes a certain amount of, like, humility and understanding of yourself to know that you don't need that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a stat where we talked about where utility, where happiness comes from from people. And sometimes we'll buy goods, we'll buy clothes. I do it all the time, bro. I used to do it. and I still do. I've tried, I've been, you know, ever since my new situation, I can't, you know. So I, I kind of have to taper down on those things. And I realize, bro, I won't lie, I do most of my shopping at like 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm under the influence. Oh, there you go. Tragic. That's what Amazon I wait, gets most of the sales. Oh, 2 a.m.? Or uh, under the drunk influence? People. Drunk people. <laughs> yeah, one click. That's how it feels, though. Because I, I don't, it's weird because I'm on my phone, I'll go on social media, the first thing I'll see is a shop page. Or I'll go on my favorite websites and I'm like, you know what? This, yeah, I can do that right now. That looks good. That's why marketing works. It works amazingly well. Marketing works. Yeah, but I, I say all that to say, like, I think it's it's important to know your own. You have to be self aware of of how to spend, what to spend on, and just knowing your habits, bro. I had to like really look back on myself and realize that I didn't need most of the shit that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And keyword wanted. I didn't need it. Wants and needs, man. You know what I mean? I think pe- I think when I say people, I mean, I had to do this for myself. I had to separate the wants and needs because it was a whole, it was one blurry category for, the, like, you know, a lot of my life. Um, but, yeah, man, I think it's just, it's it's tough to, I think that's one of the biggest challenges our generation faces is living below your means. Mm-hmm. A lot of us, a lot of us, you know, we're, we see a lot of, <laughs> We see a lot, We man. see a lot. Or social media makes us think that we're always missing out. Always missing out. something. And that everything's attainable, which it is, but... It is attainable. It Everything is, is yeah. Everything is attainable, but do we need to attain it right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the cost of what? You know what I mean? Peace, freedom, flexibility. Yeah. You know what? I guess this is one thing I've learned, man. Like, if there's anything I've learned is that your journey's only yours. Nobody knows what to do. Nobody has the, Yo, an- the nobody has answers for your path. I don't think anyone knows what's going on, bro. No, no, nobody knows. Nobody knows. I think a lot of people act like they know what's going on. Mm. No one knows what's going on. Well, a wise man once said that if you act like you know what you're doing, nobody asks you questions. No one. <laughs> you know, and that's how I really, Shit, I just man. move like that. I really move like I know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm soaking everything in. And that's okay, yeah. I make sure that I carry myself like I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know shit. Yeah. I think there's a, when we talk about balance, I think for me, I like to have a balance with that. I like I love to know that I I'm, I'm in charge and I know what I'm doing, but I'm not afraid to admit that I don't know the answer to that or that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think it would make myself look more like a jackass. When someone blows up, when someone face. blows up, I'm like, yeah, let me go back to the drawing board. I'll get back to you, type thing. Like it's mm-hmm. it's. I'd rather just say, and that's that's a big reason why we do this podcast, bro, is because we don't know everything. That's exactly. You what know do. what I mean? Like we brought it. We brought an astrologer on. <laughs> you feel? You remember that? Shout episode. out Tracy. Shout out Tracy. Like we. I don't know the answers. I still don't even know if that's that's real. But again, it's 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 the willingness to it's learn. The willingness to learn and to to acknowledge that you don't know it. Just that's all it is, and that's that's why I'm curious. I'm just curious. I'm curious. genuinely just curious. Yeah. Tell me about astrology. Tell me about the stock market. Tell me about crypto. Tell me about you NFTs. Know, you know about NFTs, bro? Yeah, I know. I'm trying to learn about that, dabbling. bro. I'm dabbling. We got to bring an NFT specialist on this. We had Jamel on. He broke it down a little bit for us. He, he has NFTs. Yeah, he made a couple, and um, it's a it's it's. I'm a fan of NFTs. Yeah, yeah. it's a non fungible. To- I, from my knowledge, it's something that you kind of you have a piece in a pie essentially that no one else can get. Um, same, same and you have way. access to other. I guess um, incentives a part of it, like maybe it's basically just like the blockchain doesn't lie, so it makes it it ver- whatever it is that you have, yeah, it's verified that you have it. You know, <coughs> it, this is like a limited collector's edition that this person has, and nobody else has it. And with that, you can put contracts in it and make it have other incentives and stuff like that. Yeah. It will actually eliminate the need for contracts for creators. Bro, it's yo. We're in a weird time right now, bro. No, I think it's a great time to live in right now. It's great, but it's weird. I think like it's when like we're we're going th- we're getting to a point where where Web three or Web virtual 3. reality yeah. is will become more important than reality itself. It's getting there. Metaverse. It's getting there. Yo, I was in Ottawa the other day, and I saw like 
on the it was like I was on the main road and like the shop had Meta, like the logo for Meta mm-hmm. and the Web three on it, like mm-hmm. just on road. It was the craziest thing I saw. Facebook, First time man. I saw, it. yeah, marketing. Yeah, it was weird. It's interesting, but that shit will never matter to me more than real life. I think we're we're heading there though, bro. Cause a lot, it's the same. We see it all every time on social media, bro. A lot of times people value the social media more than realize their experiences on there matter more than their experiences here. This face to face shit doesn't matter to a lot of people, bro. That's crazy. Man. Going to a party, how many times you go to a party, people are on the wall like just just like this, tweeting, "Yo, this party's whack" or "This party's sick." Yeah, because you're looking down at your phone, jackass. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though, man, bro. I, I don't know. I don't think I can ever, bro. Like we came up in this technology shit. You know, and like because we've seen it, we've watched it develop. Mm-hmm. I can't see myself so entrenched in it because it's like I remember life without it. Yeah, we I remember. Special, it. We were in a special generation. Our bro. generation's special, bro. We had to be back before the streetlights were on. You know what I'm saying? You know I, mean? I was outside. But we also had BBM and yeah. iMessage. Yeah. A lot of these kids, they weren't outside. They were not outside. I was outside. I was outside. outside. My nigga, I have we my, outside. I have my bruises. You know when someone's outside, man. You know. And that's why I'm like, I can't really wrap my head around the whole virtual reality thing. I barely play PlayStation. Yeah, I remember, yo, you were abusing it during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Three, I week, was, three, months, yeah. three, weeks, three weeks straight. Oh, it was terrible. Terrible. I got over quick. My Call, of Duty, my Call of Duty was looking neat, too, bro. Oh, please. KDR was special. Shout out to Black Ops. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Warzone. I'm tripping. It was Warzone. Yeah, Warzone. But I don't know, man. I just think that... This whole, all this whole social media, all this, this, you know, YouTube, Google, all this shit, as much, as much information and everything that's on there, none of the shit is real. How many of you people are really who you say you are in real life when, like, if I bump into you on the street, remove the numbers, remove the likes, remove the followers, remove the check marks. Move all that shit. <laughs> are you who you think that you are? Away from the net. And a lot of people aren't. A lot of these people are bozos. A lot of these people Yo, are they're losers. Bro, I'm telling you. I had this convo with my, with my guy the other day, bro. A lot of these guys are losers. Losers. It's crazy. I don't know. It's And I don't... Like, I get it that, like, you want to man- manifest this image and portray yourself to be... I understand that. But in real life... There's a person sitting across from you that can't do nothing for you. Mm. Are you treating that person with respect or are you treating them like someone that's disposable to you? And that's what I judge people on. Yeah. How do you deal with the people that can't do nothing for you in real life? Yeah, I think that's... It goes back to the the shopping cart analogy. I don't know if you heard of that one. Where you go to a grocery store, you see a shopping cart. Putting the shopping cart back will do no good for you. It doesn't benefit you in any way. But it doesn't hurt you at all as well. But it shows it's a it's a measure of like how how humane you are, I guess you can call it. But yeah, man, I think bro, social media is tricky because it's it's the time we're in now where it's so valuable. You need a social media presence, bro, to really, in my opinion, succeed in this creator age. In a creator in age. In a creator maybe. age you need it. And that's why I think I see we see a lot of people value it more. We see a lot of people, you know put more of their work into this this presence that they're portraying as opposed to themselves as a person in real life. That's why that's why a lot of people are awkward. Well, some a lot can't of people hold a don't conversation. A lot some of some don't know how to connect or listen. Listening is a skill. Listening is a skill. You don't get that you don't get that by tweeting 30 times a day. No, nah, man. I just I just I don't know, man. I, the pandemic made me a lot more introverted. Nah, facts. And um I'm at a point now where I don't really care about what happens online for us you know, at least for me, I'm. I look at it like this is the internet. This is where we can use the tools that we have. Okay, we gifted gabs out there. Boom. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's some pictures of what's going on over here. Here's the video content. Here are the projects. That's the portfolio. You know, and like, do with it as you wish. Mm-hmm. You know, outside of that, I don't know, man. I just feel like people have gotten lost in a bunch of shit that's not real. Lost in the sauce. Yeah, lost in the sauce. And so the like, thing is, 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 that's the thing, man. Is real always, I don't think, I think real is losing its worth. 
if that makes sense. Mm. Real is not as respected as it is today. A lot of people love the fakeness. A lot of people love the filters. A lot of people love portray. The thing with probably yo, my boy Trey said it best, man. The problem with social media is, well, first of all, the good thing about social media is you can be anyone you want to be. Mm-hmm. The bad thing about social media is you can be anyone you want to be, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So there's, 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 we deal with that dilemma there. It's tough, man. Oh, it's easy to just be you. It's literally easy to just be you. Is it? Yeah. You think it's easy? Absolutely. I don't think it's easy. Bro. Why? Because people, listen, you know how many influences people suffer from, bro? Yeah, don't overthink it. Don't overthink bro, it. Over, overthinking is the name of our generation. <laughs> Not mine. I don't overthink anything. <laughs> I don't overthink anything. I think, uh, you're, one of, you're one of the most nonchalant guys I know. Yeah, because. And I'm a nonchalant. This is coming from a nonchalant guy. Because it's, like, it's easy to just, bro, it's easy to be yourself. It's actually very easy <laughs> to be yourself. The thing is, bro, we, you have to account for peer pressure. You have to account for people not knowing themselves, not knowing their identity. You know, there's a lot of things like that. And it's tough. It's tough to say that. Are you tired of the running around for a specific hair product, for a specific type of hair? Are you tired of overpaying for services like weave and extensions? Well, are you in the Northwestern Canada's best kept secret? Afro Era in North Edmonton is now open and operating right at Londonderry Mall. Come shop all things black, including hair care, beauty products and accessories, and hair itself. Now accepting online orders as well as walk-ins for braids, weave, and more. There's no more running around to find the right products and services. Your hair is a statement, so treat it like one. Visit us in-store or shop with us online at afroera.ca. We're in a weird time, man. And I think that, you know, I think we're coming to an age where people are starting to realize their full potential, mm. which is a beautiful thing for the direction of the world if the world lasts that long. But, um, you know, individuals are starting to realize that, yo, like, I have something to offer the world. Yeah. You know, I have something to offer the world, and I just need to find a vehicle to be able to to put that offering to put in. that out there for that for everyone yeah. you know what i think that if you have some sort of gift or talent or something that you're good at or that you like and you hold on to it that's selfish because you might be able to change your life you might be able to change your family's life you might be able to change you know inspire people through this thing that you are scared to pursue yeah i think it's it might be selfish but i also think people just might be scared to just do it, bro, to just take that risk. I think it goes back into what we were saying, like, just to try different things. Literally, you don't know what you're gifted at. You Maybe, and some people are lucky enough to find that out when they're at the age of, like, 10, <laughs> like Leonardo DiCaprio and Matthew McConaughey. Like, these guys knew what they wanted to do from young. Dime a dozen, but again, as as other people, you sometimes you don't have the, the opportunities to, to figure that out or even the will or the curiosity to figure that out. I think that's all it comes down to, bro. Just try different things, man. If there's one thing I want people to get from this episode is to just try something new. You should get this that from this whole podcast because that's all that's we That's all we do. Just like, yeah. Yo, let's just try something new. Let's try some shit. Let's people, do this podcast People shit. will have something to say if you try something new or don't, bro. Regardless, people are going to talk. You're going to say something. Mm-hmm. Could be positive, could be negative, but people will have something to say regardless. You might as well do what you want to do <laughs> or do me. what you don't think you're good at because maybe you are good at it. We weren't good at this shit. We were not good at this shit. Terrible. Oh, my God. Terrible. It's awful. You know, and maybe five years down the line, we'll look at these episodes and be like, yo, we were not good at this shit. But that's, again, that's a curiosity. We keep on building. We keep on improving, bro. It's just that, you know, in in an instantaneous society, microwave society, everybody wants everything like that. Yeah. You know, nobody was willing to respect the process. And what's made it easy for us is that there's no expectations. There's no expectations. Um, and just we're not comparing ourselves to other people. Yeah, I think and that's nobody's wavy. No. I always like, man. I used to always watch Joe Rogan. I think he's the bar when it comes to podca- I podcasting. Still do, yeah. And I always watch him. And as good as he is at what he does, I watch him like there is no way this guy's wavier than me. <laughs> nah, real shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah, so yeah, much yeah. more wavier than Joe Rogan. Yeah, I like he's 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 
fantastic conversationalist. I think he's brilliant. I think he's genius. I think he's good at what he does. But in terms of the sauce, in terms of just general, you know this guy is not, not more interesting yeah, than me. 100%. That's how I look at it, and yeah. I, that's the only guy I look at, and I'm like, <laughs> I can do what he's doing. Mm-hmm. That's the only person I always ever look at, and I'm like, he's sitting across from people and having conversations with people. To me, he's the he, well, like you said, he's the bar, bro. He's like the MJ of this podcast thing. So I think when it comes to comparison, I don't like to compare to mm-hmm. podcasts, but I think it's good to kind of maybe use them as references. Yeah, muses. You know, it muses. Yeah. Um, I admire a guy like Joe, man. I mm-hmm. admire a guy like him, bro. His his ability to adapt his 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 conversational skills, mm-hmm. his dialogue between each guest is something that I've never seen before. Conversation is an art, bro. It's an art. You have to, con- you don't, mastered. you never know what you're going to say the second before, but his ability to, to figure that out like that on the fly is, is amazing. It's, it's brilliant. And yeah. you can tell he studies and all this stuff. And I know that he's, he's getting a lot of heat right now. A lot of heat, bro. And, um, some of it, of some things. of it, I won't lie. There's, there's a portion of it. I think that is deserved. I'm very disappointed <laughs> about the whole thing with the N word. Yeah, as a black man, yeah, for sure. Um, sure. But I don't think he's racist. No. His daughter, I think, is black. One of his daughters. I don't even know that. His stepdaughter or something like that. So I don't think that... Let's not do that card, though. Let's not do that at all. I have a a friend that's black. Like, we're not doing that. No, no, no. But that's what I'm saying is that I don't think what he was doing... And I'm not in his head, but I don't think he meant any malice. Was he wrong? 100% he was wrong. Mm -hmm. He was 100%. He shouldn't have been using the word... I don't care about the context it was using. Should have been done. Yeah, period. But I'm not going to sit here and say that he's malicious, he's racist, because we've seen him in different lights. In different lights. Yeah. Even though he's, he'll sit there with a white supremacist and have a conversation, the same way he'll sit there with, you know, Dave Chappelle or, or, or Jamie Freeway Fox. Ricky Ross or Jamie, like, he'll sit with these people. And to sit there and say, well, this guy doesn't like black people. I think it's... Ignorant and arrogant. Yeah, I think a lot of these comments are coming from people that don't watch his episodes. Yeah, but, but I also think he's out of pocket for what he said. One hundred percent. One hundred. There's no. There's no. You can't give a guy a pass for that, right? No. I think a lot of the clips. Again, they don't need context. You shouldn't be saying these in the first place. But he did. He did come out with a video that kind of put some context to everything all together, and it made sense. Um, the one thing I won't even lie, bro. The one thing that just I can't get over though is the monkey comment bro yeah the planet he made a comment of the planet of the apes yeah. and he said like yeah i was just trying to be entertaining i was just trying to you know be entertaining for my guests and i that's that's the one that i'm like i, I can't mm-hmm. it, that's tough for me bro but here's the thing man the timing of it is it's like very very it's like right after the whole spotify neil young shit mm-hmm. in the there's IRE. yeah there's a, it's a little there's yeah. something going on here yeah He's a very powerful guy because of his reach and his influence. But I don't believe in censoring anybody. I don't care who you are. I don't think anybody deserves to be censored because there's a very dangerous precedent you set when you start removing people's freedom of speech, you know? Especially in in a democracy. Yeah, and, like, we have to put responsibility... On the individual that chooses to listen to the information. I don't care what the information is. I don't care who's listening to it. The responsibility should be on the person to be critically thinking enough to say, is this what I'm listening to true? I should probably go and fact check this or look this up myself. Yeah. Bottom line. I don't think that people should be pulled for misinformation, censorship. Hate speech, I'd say, yeah, maybe, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Could, I, I, I agree with that, but it's it's just a slippery slope. Like, the way they did Donald Trump to me, That's I think it's a very far, dangerous, bro. you're setting a very dangerous precedent. Bro, people don't know, Donald Trump actually, he created, a, he wanted to create a program to um, create new Black Wall Streets, bro. I think it was like, he, invested, he wanted to do invest $400 million, if my numbers are correct, into creating new Black Wall Streets. But people love to label him as a racist, as a bigot. And I know we did that in our previous episodes, but now we have Joe Biden that's talking about putting crack pipes in the street to level the <laughs> playing field, bro. I can't make this shit up. I can't make this shit up either, bro. But people love, just love to look at the media and, and digest it for what it is and think, okay, it's okay. And this whole time, I'm like, bro, we have to... I might be going on a rant here, but yo, we have to wake up, man. There's a lot of shit that... We, can, we can't always take shit for face value, bro. 
you know i think what's happening with joe rogan now too like you're saying it's a, it's suspect first he's attacked for misinformation okay we can't get him there all right what other angle can we get we could look at some episodes from 10 plus years ago which again is not is inexcusable not it's, it's not acceptable, not acceptable. <laughs> definitely not it's foul but mm-hmm. let's attack him here let's see how we can take him off because you have a guy with this much power he has the culture in a chokehold bro he does literally it's he has dangerous a, it's very dangerous and his again his platform is decentralized mm-hmm. he doesn't answer to anyone except maybe spotify and he he's his own boss so when you have a guy that can affect society like that that doesn't answer to governments or institutions bro that's a these guys these institutions are looking at that as a problem hey man, how kanye, can we attack him kanye said it man no one man should have bro, all that power i seen something the other day man i think him and him and must have started a, a new platform bro i think those are the guys right there bro I think that'll be genius. It's, it's, it's a very, very, very slippery slope, man. And it's like, where are we headed with this stuff, man? You know, because I look at it like podcasting is a decentralized media form. Okay, if somebody's willing to just take down and Joe Rogan, again, shit, they could take us down. They could take us down. Shit, <laughs> you know. And then it's like the bar. What's the what's the what's the standard? What's mm-hmm. the there is no standard. There it's, is no the whole point of this 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 medium is that there's no regulation yeah that's why it's so decentralized that's why it's become what it's become it's allowed people to come in with no barrier to access because before if somebody wanted to do what joe rogan was doing they needed to have a tv deal Mm. or a record deal or some sort of deal to put them in front of the masses but no he came in with his following said i'm gonna do this and it's extraordinary what he's been able to accomplish yeah and it's extraordinary to see where he's come from too bro the episodes you had before till now it's, it's oh, an fuck. amazing feat it's an amazing feat it's night and day and i think what i think we have to take into account was his audience was different back then compared to now it's changed it's completely changed bro but again i'm not saying this to excuse him bro what he did he he has to take accountability for that that's some very foul shit but i think we also have to look at the agenda that's being at play like this is not some random coincidence mm-hmm. at least i think this is not, this is not a coincidence you're gonna attack him for misinformation one day then racism the next like where's this what's the what's the motive behind this right now i'm just tired of like people making things black and white it's not bro and canceling people gray area i think it's a problem too when people don't allow other people to accept their mistakes and grow like they're that same exact person from 10 years ago i don't believe in cancel culture i think it's not real stupid yeah i think that you know like we're adults we're adults. <laughs> we're, ad- we're adults. <laughs> yeah. We don't need somebody policing mm. how we consume content. We don't need big we brother. We should be responsible enough to say, yo, I'm watching this. This probably isn't fucking <laughs> accurate. Maybe I should not watch it. Mm. Like, where is that individual responsibility? We're th- we've thrown that out the window. We've thrown out accountability. We've thrown out all this shit. Yeah. So it's like, where are we going? Where are we going if we have to watch and we're already they're watching us of course they keep track they know everything about us but where like what is the direction we're heading in if everything we need we do needs to be policed to the point that we can't govern ourselves accordingly yeah so that's under the assumption that people are able to govern themselves or to make their own decisions a lot of people need other you know need other outside sources to make their own decisions bro we're here talking about fat phobia yeah. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about? You know? Like, what are we talking about here? You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, there's man. things that, like, like there's there's things that we have to just say, okay, listen. People are grown enough to make their own decisions of the things they want to do, the things they want to consume, the things they want to watch. We remove that responsibility from people, then we remove... Then it's going to get to the point where, like, someone will smoke somebody. And they'll be like, well, no, you know, like, my conditions and this yeah, and this and led to yeah. me murdering this person. I got fired from work, so I felt like I was entitled to do that. Do you know what I'm I saying? I think, where do, where do we draw the line? Where do we draw the line? There's yeah. no line anymore. There's no line. It's, it's a blurred line. Lines. It's blurred. Well, it used to be, you know, a solid line Yeah, has turned into a gray area. Exactly. But it's also, like... Black and white too. Black and white is it's crazy. It's very crazy. Yeah, it's, a lot of intersection. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know what direction we're going into, to like, in terms of just 
kids too. We think about the pandemic and like how oh, this man. is going to affect the kids that were in the schools these last two three years. Yeah, I think I think they're getting hit the hardest, bro. And that's like for me, not missing my senior year in school. That's like that's it sucks, mm-hmm. obviously, but it's something I could live with. Mm-hmm. I've developed a lot of my life to know that to know kind of right from wrong. To and I had those experiences as a kid. But as a kid now to miss out on those experiences, that's, bro, those are some of the funnest times and the most, I guess, say developmental times of your life, mm-hmm. right? The bonds you form, the the relationships you have, the experiences you have, those are things you'll never get back. And just being in an environment to learn, those are things you can't replicate over, a, replicate over a camera, right? I think when you take that away, kids are going to come up with more anxiety. Mm-hmm. More depression, mm-hmm. shit. We're already seeing rates of depression rising through this we're pandemic, seeing it, bro. We're seeing it, man. I think depression is one of the. I think depression was actually one of the most leading causes of death throughout this pandemic, as opposed to COVID, bro. But um, it's it's crazy now that we're seeing, and I, I know I've seen this stat. I'm not just pulling out my ass. Like I seen it where it said depression and anxiety, um, and suicides were on the rise, or actually accounted for more than COVID deaths itself, which is nuts, bro. But Again, we're in a strange time. Very strange. How do we time. bounce back from this? I don't know, man. I think that we just have to take the responsibility on ourselves and, you know, curate our lives <sighs> ourselves and, and, and really just be like it's the critical thinking, man. Like we need to just look and be able to look at things and analyze them critically, not in the sense that, oh, if this is right or wrong, but I think all information is, is, is relative, you know? Everything is relative. Everything is relative to where you are at in your personal life, you mm-hmm. know? You don't... You're living in a city and there's mask mandates. You don't agree with them. There's nothing wrong with that. But this is the place that you live in. Follow them until the thing... You don't, mind, you don't have to believe in shit to just abide by rules. I think that the rules that they've set in during the pandemic... I don't agree with all of them. And I know a lot of people don't. Um, well, now it's, you know, it's healthcare workers versus truckers. It's always somebody. It's always somebody for something. You know? I think, you know, what's the, what's America the America versus the Middle East. Vaccinated versus unvaccinated. <laughs> yeah, Mask versus no masks. Last versus whites. You know what I'm saying? It's always something. Black lives matter versus all lives, all lives matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, I'm, I'm tired of, like, the divisiveness <laughs> and the identity politics and, Yo. like, trying to just tribalism tribalism you notice that every like i think it's like maybe every four to five months there's a new protest yeah yeah. i don't know if you noticed that during the pandemic there's been like every every maybe i'll say three to four months there's just something new Mm. and not to say that these causes aren't relevant but there's always something happening no no man there's just people have lost they don't have anything else to do anymore (laughs) people don't have anything else to do anymore not everybody's gone back to work yeah not everybody's gone back to just doing shit for me after i got covid in 2020 I said, you know what? It's time to go back to real life. Yeah. Fuck everything else. 2020, I went back to back to work. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You, you, guys, you, you guys are, are yeah, still in the pandemic. You had those times, or what do you mean? Like, yeah, I just I, I got laid off from my job. Yeah. And I was like, yo, like, fuck. Got COVID. But we were only on lockdown for a month. Yeah, bro. You guys had it pretty good out here, bro. We went back to work. Store was open. Yeah. I had to come back to work. I'm not going to sit here and follow the news every day. I had to tell my parents, yo, stop watching the news because that's just frying your, frying your brain. Mm. You think all all you guys want to talk about is COVID. Bro, like, you know people that had COVID. It's done. You know, get your vaccine, wear your mask, move on with your life. You bro, know? I think that's, yo. It's time to move on is what it's I'm saying. It's time to move it's on, It's time to bro. move on. At what point are we going to say, yo, enough is enough, and let's just talk about something different, bro. Whenever people like to talk or bring up mass or mandates, I just, I clock out, bro. I don't want to talk I about it. I clock out. Literally, I, I'm not here for that. No, I don't care. Vaccine, vaccinated, okay. You're vaccinated, good. If you're not, cool. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm not going to hold it against you. Cool. If you choose to get vaccinated, good for you. If you choose not to get vaccinated, good for you. Great. Don't care. I don't. I, I lost the patience for it now, bro. I really don't give a shit. I it don't have the tolerance. pay my bills. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't put gas in my car. Let's move on. Gas is 158. Yeah. Filthy. It's not putting gas I don't in my even car. Check. I don't even check anymore. You, there's no point. I don't look. 
the thing is, got, yeah, like, just, just, just press it. I don't care anymore. Listen, I authorize my credit card. Just fill out to the default. I don't up, care. Just fill me up. You know what I'm saying? I press no receipt. I don't want to look at that. I think it's time to move on. Yeah. I think, and I think we should end this episode on. Let's move on. Let's you know, move on. Pandemic is. We're on the tail end of it. You know. <laughs> politics is in a fucking rut. When is it? When isn't it though? It's always in a rut. You know what I'm saying? It's just that because we've been at home and stuff like that and not doing what we usually do, people focus more on it. Bro, it's over. Get back to your life. Do that thing that you've been thinking about doing for the last tw- 20 months. And let's move on. Time is now. All right? The time is now. I'm fed up. Fed up. That's it. I think it's, I think it's it's time to move on, man. <laughs> Enough's enough. That was very sentimental, bro. I almost you know I almost broke a cry right I'm there. I'm glad. Uh, thank yeah, you. It's okay. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You want to talk about it after? No, we're we'll good. You sure? We'll be good. You have tissue back here? No, I'm talking shit. Anyways, man. Yeah, man. Again, just to wrap it up, bro. It's good we can get back and and do this again. I know our one kids are, are still going good. People one can people can expect that you know consistently. We hear those are um, automatic. Those are auto. The clip's loaded. It's been loaded, but it's always good to, you know, reconnect again, be in the same room. It's important, man. Get back to where it started. Oh, yeah, it's important. You know, it's very important. That's what we're here for. It's a backbone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Any last words? You guys going to be... So I know you guys see the hoodie. I know you guys do you, do you want to promo that right now? Uh, shit. Nah, you know don't, 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 yeah, don't... Yeah, you might have to cut that part, part out. Shit. We're fine. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah you know man, we we here. We got a lot of we got a lot of stuff coming. Make sure to tap in with us, subscribe to our content, uh, thegetthegab.com. We got a lot more stuff coming. Um, and yeah, I'm just excited for for where we're gonna take this, bro. I think, I think we got, bro. We got a lot of strides to make, and we so gonna make it happen, bro. bro. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's uh, we're enjoying the process, man. Just have fun with it. That's that's it, man. If there's one thing you can take from this episode. Whatever it is that you're doing, have fun with it. Bro, why do you sound like you're about to read a book or something, bro? I got a nice voice, man. Don't hate on me. Bro, you're talking to this one, like, mellow tone voice the whole episode, bro. The girl loves it. So that's what she said. She told me that. Fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> Just like that, <laughs> we gone. We out.